from a galaxy far, far away. And a bookshelf straight out of the 90s. From Thrawn to Dantooine. And everything in between. This is Legends Look Back. We're all about positivity over here at Utini. Positivity, just positive. But I'm not feeling, you know, 100% positive tonight because we do have a bit of a somber beginning here tonight on the show. We're going to put a positive spin on it. We're going to have some fun. We're going to play a little game. But as you notice behind me in my background, unless, of course, you're listening on audio, in which case, Lee, let me paint the picture for you. Behind me, there is my Star Wars bookcase. But what's not there anymore is all the fun pizzazz that I had along with it. I had the, uh, the Death Star lighting panels. Those have been unscrewed and put unceremoniously in the corner of the basement. I had a mural up on top of it of the you know, the Tanta V4 on the run from Darth Vader's Star Destroyer from the opening scene of A New Hope that my wife painted for me because she's a muralist. You can hire her at rebletters.com. Anyway, that's beside the point. Didn't ask Corey if I could plug that. Nobody tell Corey. <laughs> I had to paint over it. It's just gray. I had to paint over my Star Wars room. Can I get like a eulogy? Can we have a Viking funeral for my Star Wars room? We, <laughs> Wait, we should. I think we would burn your house down. <laughs> oh, is that what a Viking funeral? Is? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I thought it just burn meant, like, it down, burn it down, burn it down. <laughs> if I can't have one, I mean, no one can. <laughs> it's probably a fire hazard. I built this bookshelf myself. I installed those lights and. No, no, it's not. If you're listening to this Lemonster Fire Department, it's not. I promise. Uh, it is, however, you know, uh, after all the work that I put in, painted it gray, the same color as the rest of the room, same color it was before we painted over it, you know, a year and a half ago. It looks fine. It looks good. I mean, what do you guys think? Behind me, does it look okay? It's not bad. I mean, I, I definitely loved what you did with it because uh, I, I would say our our backgrounds have evolved with the podcast, right? So seeing yours yeah. turn into... To, uh, the the beautiful mural that you you did and then uh, taking it down it it's almost a, a flashback to uh, the beginnings of our podcast. It is. It is. At, at least the bookshelves get to stay because yeah. you don't have to put Star Wars books on them. You can put plants. I don't know what are <laughs> other books. People cookbooks, small cookbooks. They're built exactly for the size of a trade of a of, a, of the regular Legends paperback. <laughs> so like you know. You're not going to be able to fit very tall books on there, but you can put <laughs> paperbacks. So there's that. But now here's what I want to do. I obviously, Varys was very proud of what I have. We're moving. Um, this needs to look like a normal house. We've got the real estate photographer coming over. The idea is this could be anybody's house. It's got to be a blank slate and all that nonsense. But here's what I would like to do. Can you guys give me ideas on what my next Star Wars room will look like? And ideally, you know, I'm going to have uh, better salary living in a part of the country where real estate is cheaper. Uh, ideally, I will have a bigger Star Wars room at the next place. I don't know yet what the house will be. I, I potentially can sink some money into it, too. Not a ton, but, like, you know, possibly some money. Um, I've got some ideas, but I want to – what do you all think? If you were to, like, say – like, my goal would be to have one of the coolest Star Wars Legends collections in the world. Mm. Period. Mm. One of the, and that's, I think that this was at least one of them. How far down the list? I don't know. At least one of the coolest Star Wars Legends books collections in the world. What 
Hmm. What would you do? Floating holocrons. Give me some ideas. Oh yeah, holocrons. (laughs) Float, just floating. A a Dagobah vibe, like you know, you could have like vines everywhere and like moss growing on stuff, terrariums. Yeah, my daughter does love snakes. She loves. They're the best Mm. pets. They make. We told you the other day. We said uh, some snakes are poisonous, so when we live in Arkansas, (laughs) don't just pick up any snake you see. And she said, rattlesnakes are poisonous. I was there like, that's go. right, that's right. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I was very, very proud. Dagobah. Now, I've thought about having an actual tree growing in my Star Wars room. Like on, um, what planet is that on KOTOR? Dantooine, the Jedi Temple? There's a big tree growing in the middle of the Jedi Temple. I've, I've really wanted to have that vibe. Mm. So there's that. What, what do you think, Freddie? Uh, you know, I've always... You said holocrons. Yeah, holocrons. Holocrons will fit on the shelf. I've always thought of the Emperor's throne room just having it cold, yes! dark, and, and having your seat, you know, and, and the thing that I love about Sith is that they like things, right? They do like things. Yes. And they collect the rarest of things, which is very much kind of in the collector in me, so when spotlights. I saw Palpatine's... Yeah, spotlights on your things, and <laughs> yes. and uh, uh, w- whenever you see Palpito- uh, Palpatones, I almost said Palpatone. <laughs> Um, Palpatine. That's a band uh, name. It has to be the Palpatones. <laughs> the Palpatones. A ska band. How about this? The Naked Palpatones. Oh, there we go. I love it. I love it. Okay. Branding. Oh man. We literally said before the show started. Nobody say Naked Palpatones. <laughs> We're on the very first segment. We, you know, technically, you just said it because we didn't say it. We said week. Naked Palpatones, but correct, correct. Yeah. <laughs> Rewind. Nothing happened. Nothing to see here. Sorry. Move along. Um, now, Freddie, there is something there. I, I could potentially build. I like to build this stuff myself. You know, uh-huh. I could buy some, but like, I'm a redneck like that, right? <laughs> I could build a Palpatine throne. I'd love that. Like the chair. Yeah. I could build the chair. Now, in Dark Empire, if I, correct me if I'm wrong here, he has kind of like a, a museum, right? Isn't that where like Leia's hanging out? She's like trying to save Luke, and she comes along and finds Voto Boss's holocron yeah, like sitting on a pedestal. You're right. It's it's like it's like the rarities that he's collected, right? And and we even see that in in uh gosh, what video game is that? Is that um is that Battle Battlefront? I I, I can't remember, but there's there's a whole section where where Luke is like in in the tomes of someone's uh, collection. I don't know. Let us know in the chat if you can think of it. Something like that. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not sure. All right, uh Emily, did you give any ideas? Dagobah. You said Dagobah. Or the like or like Palpatine's vibe. office or like the throne room that kind of thing that could be cool. Yeah. Palpatine's office on some. Rick on the uh, course on that would be bougie. <laughs> like I would I imagine think, like oh, a the red the red walls like, like a glass case and like some holocron or like Thrawn's like bust sitting in it. These are not bad. Yeah, not bad. I, I'm thinking like Vader's meditation chamber. You know, like the whole nerk. Leave you alone. Yeah. Or or. Or like you know Thrawn's like what's his meditation room called with all the art and stuff you know? Ooh, uh, that's Mount a good... Tan- oh, oh no, that's that's just on like on a Star Destroyer Chimera, yeah. Uh, so yeah. something like that, just very artistic mm-hmm. and and simple, min- minimalistic. You know, maybe even have like book <sighs> panels that come up to reveal the books, but have the room just. But I've got that would be my office. Four... <laughs> I don't think that's there you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. I've got over four hundred Star Wars books. And he wants them all displayed. There's. There's no way this can be minimalist. There's no way. I right, love let me that tell idea, you the two though, or three ideas that I've had. I've thought about doing like the the Millennium Falcon interior. Ooh, so like building that's very the booth fancy. where they sit and play Dajaric. That would be cool. And then like that's where I would sit 
and then there the uh, or like a, the cockpit chair. I would have a Millennium mm. Falcon cockpit chair, and then my desk would be a Dejaric board, mm. and then like those foam panels on the walls. Mm. I've thought about like Ooh. doing those in the. You office. could even put like s- like scorch marks from from laser bolts after Dejaric someone's would lost. Be cool. <laughs> that's that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Okay, okay. It, yeah. Let us know there in the chat if you got any ideas. Help me to mourn uh, properly my Star Wars collection as we're boxing it up. I've I've already packed away all of the Funkos. Talked about that last week. Um, I boxed up and organized my Pokemon cards this week. Uh, had to paint over the mural, but help me with some ideas. And uh, stay tuned in the Legends Look Back Discord. I will post pictures when I uh, have a new Star Wars room. We can start designing it. And, um, I'll show you everything I do wrong along the way. <laughs> but you know what? We're not going to do anything wrong along the way tonight on Legends Look Back. So without further ado, we've got a great, uh, dare we say, a uh, legendary book to discuss tonight. <laughs> so without further ado, let's start the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Legends Look Back, proudly part of the Utini Podcast Network. This is a Star Wars books podcast for people who like to go crazy with slap bracelets when they want to flirt with their wild side, where we celebrate our rich EU history as well as dive into lesser-known Star Wars classics. I'm your host, Jared Mays, and I'm joined tonight with us at least one more week before we're going to lose him for a, a couple weeks due to some travel. But we're glad to have you here. Looking fresh tonight. Freddie C. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I'm wearing the Halloween shirt since I wasn't here for the Halloween episode. But uh, I figured, you know, what the heck. We're close enough. Still works. <laughs> <laughs> Looks great. It does. I love I it. I like that. Yeah. And we also have you hear her over there giving some great ideas on my uh, future Star Wars room. We've got uh, Emily Daybeck back with us once again this week. Hello. Hi. How's it going? <laughs> I have nothing. You know, special. a little bit of this, a little bit of that. <laughs> Very nice. I'm never quite sure when I'm allowed to talk on this show. So <laughs> go back to my All the time. <laughs> with, with as frequently as I talk, I would recommend always in order to get a word in edgewise. That's a good point. But... Uh, I'm not the one that presses the buttons. The one who's doing that, that lets you onto the screen himself, is our producer, Rick Grace. How are you, Rick? Hey, I am here. I'm good, man. Uh, my family's been sick this week, but Ooh. we're getting better, and I'm better now that I'm here. But if you hear me sniffle and cough, that's probably why. Mm. Well, if they're sick enough, we could always go see a healer named Caleb <laughs> on uh, the deserted world of Ambria. Do you call him Caleb or Kaleeb? Because in the audiobook they say Kaleeb, and that drives me nuts. Well, the audiobook also says what Rancor yeah, instead of true. Rancor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So you know, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I think it's a, one of the best Star Wars audiobooks ever made. But I mean, it's just Caleb. It, it's you can use biblical names in Star Wars. I mean, the protagonist is named Luke. You don't have to zhuzh it up. It's the fact that they're in the Star Wars is what zhuzhes it up, mm. right? You don't have to. Give it a fancy. What you could do is give it an extra vowel. Hey, we've been talking <laughs> about over the legends look. The oh, legends yeah. look back that Discord channel, right? <laughs> Somebody made a suggestion. What was it? What character did they say should theoretically have an extra vowel in their name? Who was that? Um, did you guys see this? Yeah, I can't remember now. No. <laughs> Jeez. Well, somebody will let us know. A a a, a cloned character. I mean, Mithrani Roto, but an, um, well, but like uh, that was what I right. said, like as a joke in response. Yeah. 
and we'll find it and we'll let you guys know. Regardless, regardless, we all had the normal amount of owls in our names tonight. However, if Freddie misses too many weeks in a row, um, we're going to have to see what we can do over there in the cloning facility. <laughs> We've got a great, a great book for us to discuss tonight. But before we do, we do have some Legends news. I had literally typed in the show notes, no Legends news this week. <laughs> And then we got hit with, shall we say, a wave yes. of Legends news. Rick, throw it up. Show us what we yep, got. We got a bunch coming in. So uh, what is this, wave three now of our uh, yeah. uh, Essential Legends collections coming in in the spring, uh, or at least next year. We'll see how long they last uh, as far as when they're actually coming. But we have one uh, for Kenobi. It's looking mm. pretty good. Really it's like beautiful. that. Um, yeah, is it like kind of a watercolor style? Yeah, yeah. it looks I like love... the classic books in like Barnes and Noble that you see. Yeah, like it's very much along those lines. Got one for Darth that. Plagueis as well, and it. Oh, I I love this a Ooh. lot. Um, <laughs> man, I really like all of them. Uh, Wedge's Gamble looks oh, incredible. So cool. Um, and then um, Dynasty of Evil as well. So all of these they're coming. They look great. I'm excited. I'm have to start. So yeah, we've actually got the. Guys. You're going to buy some, I Emily? Think, I mean, those are beautiful. <laughs> they are. I, I would put those on display. My husband will probably try to hide them, but I'll bring them out. <laughs> I've got seven of them now, and I'll tell you what, once you start to stack them up, and then like the next wave comes in, and you put them up next to the old ones, uh, oh, it's a fun feeling. You know, it is. It, what's interesting about those covers is, I, yeah, I've been listening to Bane on, on uh, Audible, and they just changed the picture of Darth Plagueis, because but Darth Plagueis, I've had... I've had that in my listening. What Bane? You mean? Or no, Darth Plagueis, the book. I've had that in my in my queue. They changed it yesterday, and I was like, "Wait a minute!" No, that was quick. (laughs) Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, we got young Palpatine sitting on the throne, and uh, much like Depa Balaba's deadpan stare from uh, (laughs) from Shatterpoint, we got Darth Plagueis looking over his shoulder, uh, one one eye over each shoulder. So perfect. You know, uh, kind of symmetry there. Wait, which of these covers is your favorite, guys? I'm still, oh. I'm still very much part uh, a fan of the the X-wing books. Uh, the covers for that, it just looks so nice. Wedge's Gamble looks so cool. The mm-hmm. the it's sleek, it's yeah. so sleek, and it, it just fits the 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 content right. And I love it so much. Yeah, it's gonna look good next to Rogue Squadron. Oh, yeah. Rogue Squadron obviously was a red cover with an X-wing pilot and some X-wings. This one is a blue cover with. Another X-wing pilot, believe it or not. But there's Tie Fighter. Tie Fighter is in the goggles. Mm-hmm. Now, what other colors will they do for the rest of the series? Mm. Oh man, it's a good one. I would, oh man, yeah. There's only so many colors you can choose from. Well, you got. <laughs> I'll guess purple. You got green and yellow. Man, we're gonna go everything. Um, Rick, what's your favorite? Color? Oh gosh, I, I'm gonna go with Darth, Darth Plagueis. It's I, I just like. Um, I don't know. I just like it. <laughs> I can't can't explain it's it. It's so menacing. Yes. It is. It's delicious. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to Don't put it. Don't let Palpatine hear you say that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It. We had some good some good uh, conversation about this in the uh, somewhere in the Utini verse this week, whether it was on Twitter, or Discord, or somewhere else, about how you know there was an actor who like uh, the rumor was he he was going to be cast as a young Palpatine in one of the sequels, and then that was scrapped. Didn't end up happening. And then I got to thinking, 
uh, man, wouldn't it be great to have a young Palpatine show? Uh-huh. Like, yeah. Like each week he's doing something slimy <laughs> behind the scenes. Slimy. It's like going and training a young, like 12 year old preteen Darth Maul. Oh, man. I need it. I need it. Uh, Emily, what's your favorite out of all these? Um, I like Kenobi. I think it's really classy looking. Mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> I don't have a book all right, so we got one. I, the funny thing is, is that that's probably my least favorite book. <laughs> I don't what? really love Kenobi as a book, but I love that cover. Like, well, Emily, it was nice having you on the I show know. for ten episodes here. Um, it's a very unique <laughs> book, that's for sure. Uh, it definitely stands out as far as genre. I feel, but it's yeah, that's it a different like different discussion. Book. It was like the second book I ever read, and I was like, "This what? Yeah, <laughs> read it again. What read it this? again. Yeah, I'll have to go back. For me, it got a lot better on the reread. Okay. It did. Yes. It did. Yes. No. True. And then on the reread, reread, <laughs> and then the reread, reread, reread. Because I've listened to this book a bunch. All of these I have, honestly. Um, I'm excited to have an audiobook for X-Wing uh, mm. Wedges Gamble. Mm-hmm. It, they did, I don't think they announced which one is getting the audiobook treatment. I they? heard rumors that it was Wedges Gamble. I mean, the other other okay. ones all have them. They all have on a bridge, so it has to be Wedges Gamble. Oh, there we go. Process of elimination. Yeah. Look at Rick using reasoning. Well, I have Audible, <laughs> and I have a lot of audiobooks that are Star Wars titled, and so <laughs> I've listened to the other three I know on Audible. So Wedges Gamble is it, which is good, because that's what I want. You know, We need more <laughs> Squadron stuff, X-Wing, whatever. Yes, I'm in. Yes. Definitely. So. Um, well, that leaves me with having to say that the Bane cover is my favorite. It might be. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, mean, I love all of these. What I like is looking at them all together. And then I like thinking about them fitting into their series. You know, Bane thinking about the other two covers mm. with Darth Hanna. Um, <laughs> isn't that right, Emily? Darth Hanna. Listen, listen. There's a lot of letters that get switched around. Some of us may be visual learners and just have a hard time when they're playing with audio things and they get letters switched in their heads. Yeah, one of the first episodes I was on the show, I called Darth Xana Darth Hanna. Because uh, I was like, man, what a basic name. none of us caught it live yeah no one caught it live but i remember thinking afterwards i was like oh my gosh like that that was completely wrong and that (laughs) i was so embarrassed well you said it so confidently i i kind (laughs) of doubted myself because it had been a while since i read the series and so i was like was her name hannah this whole time was it really darth hannah (laughs) biblical name i'm late to the ball <laughs> oh my gosh! Just wait till Darth. If your Karen name is Hannah, out, it's gonna be great. <laughs> All right, fighting words. My mother's name was Karen. Oh, Let's not go there. I'm sorry. What about Darth Chad? How about that? <laughs> there we go. Oh, gosh. Darth Chad. There's some Chads in this John. book tonight. I'll tell you that's for sure. Definitely some Chads in in uh, Darth Bane hanging out at the Korriban Acad- Academy, sucking up to Cordis's. Brain tails isn't isn't oh. Cordis the uh, the Twi'lek? All right, I just <laughs> try to use brain tails as often as possible. Now mm-hmm. I will say on the subject of the um, essential legends collections, John Jackson Miller went rogue on Twitter this week. First of all, he tweeted about Pokemon one, yeah. Time, so there was, was that. fun. <laughs> I was like, oh, overload. Bit, yeah, Ekans, <laughs> right? He was like, I didn't know that was Snake backwards. Anyway, <laughs> uh, friend of the show, John Jackson Miller, uh, also also the author of. The book that the th- at least three out of the four of us love, um, <laughs> Kenobi. Uh, he did give like the whole history of how this was almost, uh, almost a, you know a graphic novel for Dark Horse. He gave this this long thread about the history of Kenobi. So oh. uh, check that out over there on John Jackson Miller's Twitter if you want to hear more of that. We're not just going to sit here and read his tweets because then we'd have to rename the show and it's 
it would be hard to get other authors on. <laughs> anyway, um, but very excited about all of this. Uh, one other thing here in Legends Lookout, uh, Freddy, your Halloween shirt might be replaced. Do you see that there is a new Legends Books shirt available from Out of Print Tees? Yeah, I just saw that too. It, it's so nice. I, I'm going to have to scoop this one up. I was thinking, why would I need this? But then you've got Boba Fett, Tales of the Empire right on there. And it, it just looks so good. Yeah, you know what's funny is this is one of like only a dozen Legends books that I haven't read. Oh, <laughs> they okay. put it on a shirt. Yeah, it's they're they're sending me a message <laughs> that I need to read the book. Are you going right? to get the shirt before you read the book, though? That is an interesting question because y'all are keeping me busy here on the show. We've got like our next four or five roundtables all booked out already. So at the soonest, it could be like mid twenty twenty two that I read mm-hmm. it, unless I just like you know squeeze it in in my spare time. As if I have that these days, because I'm re- busy repainting my bookshelves. Um, we'll see. Jury's out on that one. I, I've not yet bought the shirt. I don't know that I need it. If it was Darth Bane, mm. especially the original Rule of Two cover, then I would have bought it. That's for sure. Uh, but did not <laughs> buy this one yet. But you can over there on Out of Print. Tonight we are talking about absolutely one of the very best Star Wars books ever written. I mean, hey, we cover some... Uh, some marginal Star Wars books on this show, but every now and then we actually get to cover one of the premier Legends books that you can uh, write home to your mother about, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or except for maybe not, because this one gets a little violent. I just got to the part where Bane steps on another Sith and crunches mm-hmm. them and then says something like, the purging of the Sith has begun. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah. it has. Woo, <laughs> um, man, yeah, it definitely gets, uh, definitely gets spicy. But uh, tonight we're going to be talking about Darth Bane Path of Destruction by Drew Karpishin, the first book of the Darth Bane trilogy uh, on tonight's show. Uh, first and foremost, I want to ask, what's your history with this book, guys? Have you read this one before? How many times have you read it? Any significant memories in having read or listened to it? Hmm. Um, I'll jump in. So this was... My second book to read a second time. Uh, Rogue Squadron is my first book to reread. And so, but this is my second. I think it was my fourth Star Wars book. I read, you know, the Thrawn trilogy first. And then I'm pretty sure I jumped right into Bane. Um, And so, um, yeah, really, really good book. And we'll talk about this throughout the show. But I think this is one of the books that is like strangely, like a lot of spiritual connections for me and so ah. it, you know it, it's it's a little so bit of a stretch i guess like an anti-hero kind of negative example don't be like this don't follow the path but i really really like uh this this book kind of moves me i guess and so i'm i'm really excited to be talking about it why why <laughs> is does this have a spiritual connection all right hard stop record scratch yeah. what <laughs> all right so um <laughs> I could, just, really... I could just see Rick about to slice somebody in half. So that's me right there. Yeah. Oh, gosh. So This looks bad. No, yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. No, it's it's the idea of, you know, are our fates uh, final? You know, do we have control over our own lives? Is Bane, is he destined by the dark side to become this menacing figure? Or did, did he okay. have choices that he could have made to avoid where he ended up? Um, and so kind of getting into some of that. And then, like I said, just 
you can see how one decision, one letting into your hate and your passion really consumes him as a person. It's kind of like, a, I guess, a parable of don't be like this. Don't let your passions consume you and drive you to be a monster. Um, you know, and, and don't disregard the, the voices of the people around you or, you know, um, the whole idea of being a loner and follow, making the rule of two stuff. Like it's just, it's, um, it's a warning, I guess, for me. So that, that's the spiritual connection. I'm not saying I'm going to go out there and be a, um, uh, rejuvenate the Sith, uh, as a cult or anything like that. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, you heard it here on the show. Rick, uh, not going to rejuvenate the Sith cult. Right. That's good news. Yes. Good job, yes. Rick. Congratulations. Thank you. That is interesting. Yes. That question though, we're, we're going to come back All to right, that one. Let's do sure. it. Got to come back to that one. Uh, Freddie. You've you've read this. Yeah, you've read this. How many times have you read this? What was your first time reading it? So believe it or not, What's the scoop. This is one of those books I hadn't read often, mainly because of the cover art. Just looking at it, you're like, eh, I don't th- I don't think I want to read that one. Uh, now it's different, oh, right? What eyeliner, Darth Bane? <laughs> yeah, eyeliner, Darth Bane in some VFX. Yeah, it, it was terrible. But I remember this is actually I was in college and I was going to the to the library to buy my textbooks. Like this is first first years of college. I don't know what I'm doing. I see Bane, and it's in 2006, and it's a fresh book, fresh cover, hard card cover. And I'm like, you know Still what? Still smelling good. I'm going to buy this instead of the things I need to buy. <laughs> yes, <What>? Freddie. <laughs> yeah. Not in addition to, instead of. Yeah, I just went to get that. I was like, I'll get the books later. Like, <laughs> long, there's long lines. i go read this book. <laughs> I'm going to go start reading we've, this. Who among us? I mean, we've all been there. <laughs> That's wow. right. You go to the grocery store for milk and... Uh, and bread and toilet paper, and you come home with a Star Wars book. I mean, it, sometimes yeah. you're just destined for these yeah. things. Yeah, so it was the first book I read in college. Nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Excellent. Emily, you've read this one I have. Um, multiple times now. <laughs> two times. Two whole times. So wow. this is my second time reading this. Um, and the first time I read, I think, the ebook, And then this time I listened to the audiobook. And oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love it even more now. It's just incredible. I think it's probably my favorite book in Star Wars, truly. That's awesome. Oh, nice. Now, I'm excited for us to talk about the trilogy as a whole. We're going to get to the next two books um, early next year, spring and summer. We'll do um, Rule of Two and Dynasty of Evil. I think I think this is my least favorite of the three. Hmm. Really? So uh, we'll have to kind of fight. And we're going to get into why here in a second. Oh. It's a little disjointed for me. Mm. A little disjointed. That's my word. Disjointed like uh, all the severed limbs in this book. A lot of <laughs> severed limbs. A lot of crunched noses. It's bloody. It's gory. It's true. Um, I, I will say, and I told this story on episode 13. Uh, Eric and I covered this. Freddie dropped out at the last second. was like, sorry, guys, I can't make it. And it was just me and Eric. Like, all right, Eric, we're talking about this book. <laughs> Uh, over on the audio podcast before we were doing this live. So if you want to hear Eric's take on Darth Bane, Path of Destruction, it was a real banger of an episode. Um, we're asking some slightly different questions tonight. There's some overlap, but we have three people you have not heard before. But this story, it's got to happen again. All right, everybody just play along you've, like you've not heard it before. One of the youth ministers in my hometown in Arkansas. Uh, Rick, did you ever meet Donovan Fox? Oh, yeah. Isn't that a great... I know him. Isn't that a great Star Wars It name? is. Wow. He's a good dude. I mean... It sounds like a Star Wars it's character, like a doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Agent. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, he called me to his office, 
I was at a youth event in this church. He's like, Jared, I hear you're a Star Wars fan. Come look in my office. And it was like this. He had, you know, up above his desk, like Bible, 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 Star Wars book, Star Wars book, Star Wars book, Star Wars book. What? And he loaned me right before vacation. He loaned me two books. He was like, all right, here's two that I really love that you might like. He handed me very different books, mind you. Darth Bane, Path of Destruction. It must have been right after it came out as a paperback because hmm. this was probably – 2007 at the latest mm. so i mean it must have just been a fresh paperback he hands me darth bane path of destruction and tales from the most Eisley canteen huh. i read them both on the beach with my family my parents are like jared you want to go get ice cream I'm like no <laughs> i'm deep in the deep in the archives on korriban learning about darth bane's vision for the <laughs> sith um, yeah that's man, not ice uh, cream great stuff book. so there's, there's nothing like like having a book tan a book, a book Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I returned to him full of sand. I mean, like, you can't take a book to the beach and have it come back intact. So, huge shout out there to Donovan Fox. Yeah. Uh, Emily, tell us a little bit about the series, the, the trilogy, some of the stats here on when these came out and all that good stuff. Sure. So, this one, Path of Destruction, was published in 2006. Uh, the next one in the series, The Rule of Two, was published in 2007. And then the final book of the trilogy, Dynasty of Evil, was published in 2009. Uh, what's fun is I got Dynasty of Evil. Uh, I bought the hardback day of. Like I, I went down to local bookstore, bought it hardback the day it came out. Like I was dying to read this thing. Uh, and our like, goofy family tradition is like if you get birthday money from like a grandparent <laughs> or a relative, you then – you know where I'm going with this, Rick? Yeah, I remember this story, I think. Okay, yeah. If you get birthday money, you got to show where you got the well, – like what you got with the money. Oh. And my mom on Christmas Day was like, "Son, show your grandmother what you bought with her money." Oh. <laughs> Dynasty of Evil. Okay. I, I hold up. I mean, like very conservative Christians. I hold up this book called Dynasty of Evil. Like, yeah, grandma. Uh, I'm gonna be reading this, so please stop talking to me because this book is amazing. Uh. And her quote was, "Okay." <laughs> that's all she actually just passed away a couple weeks ago so shout out to grandma for making it on the pod yeah shout out to grandma absolutely for gifting what is now a quite rare legends hardback yes i mean tough to get quite expensive um now here's the thing with darth bane i want to get a little bit of feedback here play a little game here with us here live in the chat please let us know participate here with us do you know the origin of darth bane who created the character first and foremost second of mm. all when was bane's first appearance i'll tell you this much it may or may not be in this book uh, the first appearance of Darth Bane. I don't want to spoil it, Emily. You know, you can't answer that you think he was created for this book by Drew Carpishan. And this, that, that the Path of Destruction is the first appearance of Darth Bane in Star Wars publishing. That's a perfectly valid answer. I don't want to spoil it. Don't want to spoil it. It could be a trick question. Hmm. See what I'm saying? Okay. Well, that was. I don't, I don't actually answer. know. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Chat, please play along. Uh, I yeah, don't actually no. know. I thought this was the same. I thought this was it. All right, like, so hello. okay, so that's the thing is you would think this is it right. that he this is the origin of Darth Bane, but it's not. It's not. This is not Darth Bane's first appearance. This is one of my favorite legends fun hmm. facts to like <laughs> burst people's legends bubble with, and so we're bursting it. Sorry for all the pop bubbles out there, but <laughs> I'm telling you, it's a fun payoff. It is fun payoff. Hmm. 
What do you think, Rick? I, I, I honestly am going with Emily here. I, I, I'm not even sure who, who where. It, I thought it was this book. But yeah, I, I was <laughs> trying to think. I mean, uh, Darth Plagueis was after written after, and so that wouldn't be it. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. you know, unless it just was in George Lucas's mind as part of, um, you know, his big, like just a detail, random detail. You know, similarly to how. Um, a lot of Ralph McQuarrie art will get repicked up, and a character will be brought up out of something. It might have just been like a snippet that existed somewhere. Bing, 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 bing! This is a George Lucas creation. Oh, cool, G-level canon. Yes. George, nice. Well done. But thank you. George Lucas did not put him in a film, hmm. uh, nor was he referenced on uh, in the original trilogy or prequel trilogy okay. in a George Lucas movie. So his first appearance in the EU is not in a George Lucas-created property, so there's still more to the question. Yes, he did create him as some of the the lore for the prequels as he was developing The Phantom Menace. All right, so then the question is, when is his first appearance in the EU? Hmm. Freddie, this one's got to go to you. They both answered. Yeah. They've both been a little right, a little wrong. (laughs) Well, I mean, I I know that that there are, there are, uh, there's a Dark Horse comic back in 2001 uh, Jedi vs. Sith comic, I believe. Um, now, but I'm not entirely sure if I ha- it's not something that I've really dug into, so I, I can't say it with confidence if Bane was was in those. But I feel like he might be. <laughs> He's in them, okay. though. That's not his first appearance. So you're close, Freddie. Okay, okay, you're close. Now, uh, thanks to Skuma Joe here in the chat, he is correct that uh, unless he's over there on the Wook, because like <laughs> you know, it's just right there. So. You know, don't want to say that you just looked it up, but you might have. I think you knew this. He knows this. He knows his legends. Scuba knows everything. Um, <laughs> he knows a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Um, of course, was a first created by George Lucas, and was his first appearance in the EU is a mention in uh, the novelization for the Phantom Menace. Hmm. So that little piece, it was in the original Phantom Menace script, and then makes its way into hmm. the novelization. And there's a line if you go back and watch. The Phantom Menace, they mention that there's two Sith Lords, mm. right? There's always one to, uh, to there, two there are, no... No more, no like less. One, no more, no yeah. less. Sure, right? That line is in the movie. Mm-hmm. But then Darth Bane, right, makes first appearance in the Phantom Menace, um, the fa- first Phantom Menace novelization, unless... Unless I'm wrong, which could happen. I know that he also, Eskuma also says here, there's a, a short story by Kevin J. Anderson, <laughs> Bane of the Sith. I had actually forgotten this. I read it a few months ago and had forgotten, so thank you for that detail. Bane of the Sith, I'll tell you what, it's interesting. And it reads, if you put that right up alongside Path of Destruction and this comic, Jedi vs. Sith, and read them sequentially, back to back to back, you can see how his story evolves and is adapted. It basically tells... Most of that uh, Rusan battle, the battle on Rusan, it tells all that. And so this book adapts that. That's why I think this is not my favorite book in the trilogy. It's a little disjointed in the way that it adapts that. the source material. Because hmm. it basically forms the whole, the final third of the book. And it, most all of that had been written previously. So uh, if you didn't know that, I would highly, highly, highly recommend checking out the 2001 Dark Horse comic um Jedi versus Sith. It's a six-issue miniseries. The writer is Darko Makan. The penciler Ramon F. Box and cover artist Andrew Robinson. Uh, now let me ask you guys this: Who is your favorite Bane? At least conceptually, visually. 
do you have a favorite Bane? I think we've got some images here of Bane's various looks, Bane's various looks over the years. Um, we've got, obviously, the original cover. We call him Eyeliner Darth Bane. I like Bane. to call him PlayStation 2 Eyeliner Bane. <laughs> PlayStation 2 Darth Bane. I call him, I call him uh, yeah, Eyeliner Darth Bane. Okay, okay. Um, who else? We, we've got Bane from the, the new Legends, Essential, Essential Legends collection. The, the eyeliner's there, but it's not as... It's not the main. It's focus. like battle it's like paint. Right. Slept, right? Looks yeah. like he slept. Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. Right. He looks corrupted by the dark side and sleepless. It's less of a fashion choice and more of like a a, a consequence, mm-hmm. a side effect. The Jedi versus Sith, Dark Bane, uh, Darth Bane. The uh, the way that he is pictured pictured in the comic. This is the cover art to issue number three by Andrew Robinson. I love this, but he does look a little bit like uh, offensive lineman for the Detroit Lions. <laughs> right? With a cyborg arm. Why does he have a cyborg arm? What's up with that? I don't know. Well, <laughs> he's got it. There it mm. is. And uh, you got anything else? There? It looks like Danos, uh, Rocky Zim says there in, <laughs> in the chat. Oh, this is wrong. my personal favorite. What? Here we go. This is the way he is pictured in... One of my very favorite uh, reference books, the New Essential Guide In to Characters from like 2002. Book? Looks like yeah. somebody uh, just threw a bunch of spaghetti this... at him. <laughs> <laughs> it's before the... Spaghetti Bane. That's what it's we're going to call Super it. Super Saiyan Bane. Evil Bane. Super Saiyan Spaghetti Bane. It's before <laughs> this book is ever written, right? It's just based off of that short story and the comic. Mm. And so, yeah, it's one way of picturing him. What, what drives me the most nuts about it is he's got a purple lightsaber oh, yeah. in that one. The purple. There's a whole thread on Reddit, I think, about uh, the history of Darth Bane's lightsaber, hmm. all the various ways it has it's depicted. That's a whole deep dive we could do maybe next week. And yeah, it's got the obelisk armor that comes up in the second book, I believe. And then the final uh, version of Bane, Bane from the Clone Wars. He, of course, is now a canon character. Um, he appears in the what the ghosts of the one where Yoda. Has Yo Oda, right? The evil Yoda oh, twin. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Season six. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, it talks to like the spirit of Bane. Hmm. And it's it's what drives me nuts about it is like Yoda has to explain it for all the noobs, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and he's like, Oh, Darth Bane, you are created the rule of Sith you did. Oh. And it's like, we know, we get it. All right. <laughs> so which of these is your favorite Bane? Hmm. Freddie, you're up first. Uh well. Spaghetti Bane. I've never seen Spaghetti Bane before, but I kind of like that one. Uh, I'm happy to get to introduce you to Spaghetti Bane. <laughs> I'm very proud of that. you never seen him? Yeah, Woo! I've never seen Spaghetti Bane before, but I, I'd have to admit, I really do like uh, w- when Bane came uh, into the Clone Wars. That was a big shocker to me. I was like, whoa, okay, we get to see Bane in canon now. We get to see like an animated version of Bane. I was very, very pleased for that. So uh, That one was a very happy Bane to see. Oh, really? Yeah. I that's my least favorite out of all of these. Because for he's me like he's not my bane. Yeah, <laughs> it's not and if that's your thing, that's great. But for me like it wasn't consistent with the bane that I knew from yeah. the cover of the book, mm-hmm. right? It was like he doesn't look like him. That's not the way his helmet looks. It doesn't look nearly spaghetti enough for me. <laughs> um sure. Uh Rick, which of these is your favorite? Um <clears throat> Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm going to go with the the new Essential Legends um, version. I like this one. Hmm. Pretty solid. They did a really great job, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. You could actually look at that face and think, that's a Sith Lord. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, for sure. as opposed to <laughs> without overdoing it, other. you know, without it's just simple. I like it. Definitely love that kind of pencil-y style. Emily, what's your pick? I gotta go with the OG, the Path of Destruction for me. I like that. The eyeliner bane. Yeah, eyeliner bane. Because that was that was my first bane. So I was like, okay, that must be what he looks like. Uh, well, perfect. Nobody took my pick. Nobody what's took my yours? pick. I like the comic. The comic, the comic bane. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, not just that cover, but like as you read it, uh, it does focus. Uh, Skuma Joe does mm. highlight the fact that it, 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 it highlights more of the Jedi characters. Mm. And also Rain. Um the character who we meet in the epilogue, right? Yeah. Uh, the little girl and the bouncers, the little critters yeah. that hang. You're like, what are these things? That's well, so the comic, random. it's they're comic details. That's what they are. They they work perfectly in the comic book. Mm. Okay. And so when Bane shows up in that, which is kind of it's kind of lighthearted, and then Bane shows up, and you're like, oh, this just got serious. <laughs> so he makes a huge impact in in that comic because like you don't expect it. You don't really expect you like the the Brotherhood of Darkness. They're kind of derpy. They're like <laughs> bickering with themselves, and they're, they're not all that threatening. There's a character named Valentine Farfalla. Yeah, that so was... it's like not <laughs> yeah so my favorite Jedi in all of the EU. Valentine Farfalla. That name. I claimed him. Whew. He's off the pick. Whew. That's right. Uh, off the board. He's my pick. He's my guy. I love him so much. Oy. All right. Um, so we've talked about the Darth Bane depictions over the years let us know in the comic comments which one is your favorite rocky zimby says emo bane is his favorite scuba joe says that he likes the orbalisk armor but the helmet is a bit much for him mm-hmm. um i we got a question here who would you fan cast as far follow I oh think man about that one i thought about that today Maybe matthew mcconaughey see <laughs> i could see that <laughs> i i yeah uh, the long hair i um what's what's keanu man? reeves no, no, it's not Keanu Reeves. It's, he's got blonde hair, like Russell Brand. It could be Russell Brand. No, it, Ooh, with it's it's good. it is Chris Hemsworth. I'm telling you, it is like a goofy Thor. That is who who Farfalla is to me. Is a goofy, over the top Thor. It's Chris it Hemsworth all day long. I could see that. I could see that. That works. That uh, works. All right. All well, choices. we've talked about uh, just about everything we could possibly say in terms of the backstory of Darth Bane. Another fun thing we haven't mentioned is it does tie into the Dark Forces books, um, the which of, of course were written before this. So the 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 consequences of Rusan. We won't spoil too much there. But uh, everything that goes on at Rusan, the third act of this book, is then referenced after Return of the Jedi in uh, the Dark Forces book. So there's uh, some more impetus for for Rick to crack those expensive hardcovers that he got, right? Yeah. <laughs> Kyle Katarn goes to Rusan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emily, tell us a little bit about Drew Karpishin, the author. Um. Well, he wrote this. Um. He. <laughs> <laughs> what would you like to know about him? Well, yeah, that was it. That he's the author. The yeah. Carpet. No, <laughs> yeah, here's, here's the real like, question. <laughs> what you... I wanted to turn this into kind of a, a game instead of us okay. just telling you all the information. Okay. What other Star Wars entries has he written? Mm-hmm. This is not his only contribution to the Star Wars universe. Obviously, he has written this entire trilogy, which it's rare for one author to write an entire trilogy. There's only a handful that do that in all of Legends. We could do a whole episode on it another mm-hmm. day. Um, but... But do you know, we'll toss this around the board, don't just have to put Emily on the spot, what else has Drew, without looking at the Wook, Freddie, I see you typing over there. <laughs> I'm not, uh, I'm just going through my, my memory <laughs> bank here. <laughs> what other 
Star Wars entries, and I'm, I'm not just saying books, okay? What other Star Wars stories has Drew Karpishan written? Do any of you know any of them? Well, There's a handful. I feel like well, I know two books, but I'm not entirely sure because it's been a long time since I've touched them. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about one of them, and, and maybe Rick can, can sling out another one, but I feel like Revan. Not 100% sure, but I feel like he wrote Revan as well. Really? That's right. He correct? Did? There's one. Okay, so he, that one's right. Uh, yes, that was going to be ne- my huh? my guess. So I'm I'm half out. I can maybe come up with something, but yeah. And I'll give you this much: that answer is a clue mm. to what the next thing is to one of his other entries as well. Did he write the yeah. other two Darth Bane books? Well, he he wrote he wrote another yes, one. Yes, yeah, this trilogy. whole wrote this whole trilogy. Yeah, right. he know he wrote another one in like the old Republic era. Yeah, um, that's correct, Freddie. Uh huh. Deceived. Okay. And um, annihilation. There you go. Annihilation. Okay. Yeah. That's Ooh, the one. Yeah. Isn't there? Isn't there a fourth those. one? That's not. That's like. Uh, is there four? Four of those, or is it just three? Four. What's the other one? Fatal yeah. Alliance. He wrote. He wrote. Fa- he wrote. Uh, uh, annihilation. Annihilation. Did yeah. he write two of them? I don't think so. I don't. I don't, don't want to do the thing where I, I don't know if he's written anything the else. Shelf and not into the microphone. <laughs> I don't think he's written anything else other than those two books, or okay. you know, obviously, yeah, yeah. of course, Bane, but Annihilation and Revan. I, I can't think of right. anything else other than that. Yeah, I'll give you a hint. He wrote a video game. Oh, you can write that. <laughs> Somebody's got to come up with the story. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I never thought that. People now, did he do anything <laughs> with the Old Republic? Kotor. Uh. That's right, he Knights of the Old Republic. He is huh. the lead writer on Knights of the wow. Old Republic. Wow. That is probably, other than this, his biggest contribution. Those are to those the are pretty expanded universe. Pretty massive contributions. Yeah, they are. That they are. <laughs> yeah, that's they are. Definitely. <laughs> also, wrote on Mass Effect. Yes, thank you to OK Endar mm-hmm. for uh, hanging out and giving us that answer. Also says he did write some Star Wars: The Old Republic stories, which I just mm-hmm. beat the game. The main, the main uh, hey. story this, this week. Jared. <laughs> There's still so many expansions, though. <laughs> so many expansions. I, I definitely feel My like wife. Drew Carpishan. He's he's definitely an, a very underrated author in Star Wars. Not as celebrated as some of the others, but he's produced yeah, like some great works. Yeah, like after hearing what he's done, I'm like, I think yeah. he's probably my favorite author, actually. Because <laughs> like everything you listed, I was like, okay, those are my favorites. So um, I guess I must really like him. Well, hey, perfectly acceptable for you to say this is your... Um, your favorite Star Wars author. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. So, yeah, those are his major contributions. There are four Old Republic books. He wrote two out of the four, Bane and Annihilation. Okay. Um, and so you were right. He did write more than one. Hmm. Um, of course, being uh, Revan and Annihilation. What's that? I, I was just trying. I have to fill in the blank. So the other two, is that, is that Paul Kemp that wrote one of the other two? Or who is it who wrote? Yes, right. He wrote, he wrote one of them. Okay. Sorry, I don't know. The it's other. okay. It's okay. I don't mean a rabbit hole there. I just my brain had to have some. I some, pride myself on knowing most of the stuff, but live on the show, you instantly forget. I know. Everything. Yeah, that's yep. for sure. I still haven't beaten the game, by the way. Still haven't beaten the game. Got to do that. What Knights of the Old Republic? Yep. Still got to do it. Where you at? Uh, usually in the cantina gambling. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that hanging out with the. Or do you do the dance with the Twilight? Yes, it's like a game oh where you have gosh. to do the dance with her. What? That's I part don't, of the game. Yeah. Haven't she's gotten like to that level yet? And not a very good dancer. And so, if you dance with her, you get light side points. Yeah. <laughs> Are you serious? Right. Make her feel comfy. 
Does she like give you something yeah, it's, at the it's end, great. like a? Oh, you don't want to know. You don't want to okay. know. So, so you got to play it and find out. <laughs> I actually don't remember. <laughs> what a great game! I don't know if he wrote, you know, that part, but definitely wrote, uh, definitely wrote the the main the main <clears throat> story. Now we're going to talk about the character of Darth Bane tonight, and we'll hold off on the the other characters for next week, as well as some of the overarching questions. Of course, this takes place a thousand years before Episode One, three thousand years after Knights of the Old Republic. Though you wouldn't know it because of how much this book references Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. Boy, does he love to pay homage to Knights of the Old Republic in this book. Another reason why it's not you know my favorite of the trilogy. It's great, it's fine, but it gets to be a bit egregious. It's like. Hey, guys, have you also played my video game that I've written? <laughs> I wrote a video game. You remember this planet from the video game? Also, how about this planet from the video game? How about that one? Yeah. Anyway, um, do love both of them poking a little bit of fun because I love them because I love them. Now, um, do you want to say that the audiobook is narrated by Jonathan Davis as well, despite the fact that we were throwing some shade on the way he pronounces Kalib. It is uh, an absolutely excellent audiobook. In fact... On the guide that we have on Eugenie.com about the best Star Wars audiobooks, this holds the title as the best Legends audiobook, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think. I wrote it. I'm fairly sure that that's what I crowned. It's not Kind of a Jonathan Davis stand. Yeah, there's a lot of good ones. A lot of good ones. So, spoiler-heavy territory at this point, folks. Um, if you have not yet read the book, there's no shortage of ways to get your hands on this book. You can, in fact, get the audiobook for free on us over on utini.com if you click the little audible link in the bottom right corner you can choose this one on our dime so continue at your own risk it's on the cortosis mining world of apatros that there is an angry young man named des with daddy issues for days during his hours off from working the mines he likes to take money from republic soldiers in sabak by using his unnatural intuition to win at cards. After he's confronted by bitter Republic troops, Dez kills the flight officer and is snuck off-world by the Nemoidian bartender, who, for my money, might be the best character in this book. Anyway, his only escape from Republic justice is to join the Sith Army. Cut to part two! Des quickly becomes the lead special ops team of Sith troopers, the Gloomwalkers. He leads a mutiny against his commanding officer in order to spare his squad from certain death on a suicide mission, emerges victorious, and attracts the attention of a certain Sith Lord, who once again relocates Des, this time to the Sith Academy on Korriban. You know, the same one from Knights of the Republic. The same academy, right, guys? Wink, wink. Anyway, Des there trains in the dark side to become a Sith Lord. He assumes the new name of Bane, much to his teacher's chagrin, because it's kind of like a hippie commune of Sith Lords, isn't it? <laughs> it's all about equality. Evil Bane isn't man. about that. He's much more of a Darwinian <laughs> Sith Lord, uh, survival of the fittest and all that jazz. <laughs> and um, then he, of course, names himself after what his father used to call him, Bane of my existence. On Korriban, there, Bane kills a fellow student in the dueling ring with the use of the Force, develops a rivalry with the most powerful student, a Zabrak named Sirak, and attracts both attention and jealousy from some of the Academy's masters. Bane feels guilty for killing Sirak, goes through a bit of a depressive stage, and then uh, meets a girl who totally just uh, snaps him out of it. And uh, Her name is Githany, and she's awesome, and there's a whole thing there. During his time as an outcast, 
uh, Bane becomes um, a disciple of the ancient Sith Lord Darth Rain. Start, uh, Darth Revan starts reading all of his old books and uh, kind of becomes a nerd, right? Isn't he Woo-hoo! like the nerdiest Sith Lord ever? He really it. is. Yeah, we can relate. <laughs> That's why we love him. Maybe so. Uh, ultimately, Bane and Githany plan to take down Sirak. Once he does defeat Sirak, he doesn't kill him, which disappoints Bithany. Bane goes on a vision quest to the planet of uh, Lehan, also from the Ice Republic, right? The unknown planet with the fish-eyed people. Anyway, uh, there's a Rancor. He finds Darth Revan's holocron. It inspires him to have a new vision for the Sith, the Rule of Two. One to embody the power, one to crave it. Bane travels to Rusan to join uh, Khan's crusade against the Jedi tricks him into a last-ditch effort to win the war by unleashing an, you know, an ancient Sith ritual, the Thought Bomb. Khan and the Brotherhood of Darkness perform the ritual, trapping 99 Jedi in an eternal cave of oblivion. But much to their surprise, they were trapped right alongside with him, that dastardly Dark Lord Bane. Uh, the book concludes with Bane stumbling upon a young girl named Rain on Rusan, who had accidentally killed a few Jedi and... She leaves with Bane to become the new Sith apprentice to the Dark Lord of the Sith. Freddy, lead us off. Rate this book on a 1 to 10 scale. How high does this rank among the great Legends books of all time? Again, audiobook is phenomenal. Uh, the story is good. I like the story. There's nothing wrong with it, in my opinion. I, I see your point of view, how, how it's a little disjointed. Uh, as we go into more of the Bane trilogy... I believe it just gets way better, uh, but it's a it's a good it's a good start I think, and and, and I would give it I'd give it a seven point two. Seven point two, seven point two. Whoa, hmm. that's kind of low for one of the greatest <laughs> legends books ever. I mean, I know I poked some fun at it, but like, come on, Freddie. <laughs> wow. Uh, what, are you, what are you trying to do? Get kicked off the I mean, show? Trusa, I, mean, I know you're Trusa gone Bakura for like the next few weeks. Still, still up there. You know, it's got to compete with the with the 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 Raptors. <laughs> the space raptors this is not if if you love the sci-fi star wars books this is not one no. of them no this is this is like and a you do a, a classic uh i would call it a, a fantasy right it's a fantasy sci-fi yeah. if anything it's, it's like his um character heavy development yeah. yeah right what's the 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 hero's journey it's just a dark side mm-hmm. hero's journey mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. certainly certainly emily What's your rating? Surely higher than Freddy. <laughs> Nine point four for sure. Nice. 9.4. Whoa. That's probably the oh, right score. Man. I mean, let's be honest. I gave it a five on Goodreads, and I don't hmm. get fives. So hmm. um, I absolutely I find loved the, it. I find the star rating uh, stressful, so I don't give anything any scores. <laughs> I just yeah. say, I finished the book. Leave me alone. That's fair. Uh, Rick, what's your rate rating for this um, one? So I, I actually liked the segments in the book and thought that it's a masterful job of connecting the different eras. You know, it flows really well. A lot of times when there's a huge chunk of time and explored in a book, I just can't, I get like whiplash, but I I tracked pretty well with this. So that was, I I really enjoyed how he, how he kind of went through those segments. Um, I've got some issues, I guess with it, maybe like some of the same reasons I like it, like I talked about earlier, just the the philosophical questions and how the force works, how the dark side of the force works. Um, but you know, I guess I don't know. One of my qualms is that Bane could be darker, you know, and what? you don't really yeah. get that. Right, and so he's kind of a good guy in some ways. Right, and he he's violent. And that's pretty dark, but like, um, 
<laughs> I just kill see... a whole family. Not dark enough. It's, it's yeah, dark, but like Rick, <laughs> he does a lot of nice things before he kills the children. Okay. Nah. Yeah, I mean yeah. it is dark. Yeah. It is dark. Don't hear me wrong, but I don't know. But I, I'd probably give it uh, an eight point five. Yeah, I think I was going to give it an eight point five just what? to be different. I'll give it an eight point four. There you go. Wow. All right. Uh, and, and here's the thing: you said it's very easy to read. It, it flows really well. Um, it it's easy to track with. That's actually one of my complaints. I think it's too easy to hmm. read. It's it's too sequential. It, uh, there's nothing along the way where you're like, what? Uh, hold on, what's what happening saying. here? I got to really think about this and sink into it. It's just, it's like cotton candy. Yeah. It just is so easy to digest, which is good. Yeah. But like, I just read uh, Ronin. I'm reading it right now. Ronin. Don't spoil Ronin. It. <laughs> it's, that one's tough. It is tough. I mean, like, it's every sentence is, and I think too much so. Yes. Uh, every sentence is uh, shooting for the fences for a, a home run, the most important sentence ever written in the history of literature. Yes. <laughs> this book only gets there on one or two occasions. I agree with you on that, Jared. I was saying the same and thing. And so I think this one's too easy. Too easy. Whereas that to one's read. too tough. Bane's not dark enough. What is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> what? You know, my, my in thing the is. world. I rate it lower because I know what's coming, and those books to me are hmm. eight to tens. Like, I mean, the, the ones after yeah. this, okay. they just get significantly better. It's a good start, right? But like, where it's going? If I if I had never read anything else, I think my rating would be higher on Path of Destruction. Mm. Yeah, uh, it's an origin. I apologize, Skuma Joe, but <laughs> you yeah. know, the, I mean, the next book is not going to be a seven for me at all. Like, it's going to be up in the eights and nines. Out hmm. of all the Marvel movies, for example. Would you ever rate an origin story higher than like the second movie about a character? Well, that's the thing, really right? Sink in? The whole first, the first part is just a, 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 a what would you call it? like a formality of getting to know this person, building their story, making them interesting. So then you can get into the action because that's exactly what what I like, and and that's you know you have to get through it though. And the good thing is it is like cotton candy, so it's easy to get through and just be like, okay, I'm ready for the next. Uh, Certainly, and I, yeah. I definitely see your rating, Emily. I, I would rate it up there as well, except I know it's coming, and, and those are are, are going to be much higher for me. <laughs> I guess I just kind of don't view my ratings as like if I give this one a nine point four, then like I can't give that to any other book. Um, no, I mean you, you certainly can. Yeah, and this is one of the best Legends books ever yeah. written. You can and should give it a nine. See, <laughs> We're being a little bit picky. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, like, we are. <laughs> we are. <laughs> well, usually I'm the picky one. So, like, for this one, I was really excited to give a really highly high rating. Because, like, with Rogue Squadron, it was, like, a seven or something like that. <laughs> that's where thing. I was different. And once again, yeah. the first book in that series is the worst one. Okay. Because you've got to have your origin story to then get us to the next one. Wait till we get the Wedges Gamble. When I think when Rick was saying that, like, he isn't dark enough, and I think it's because Mm. this is the origin story. He can't be that dark yet. You have to see how he gets there. That's true. Um, He definitely starts to get there, though. I mean, the fact that he just crushes a dude. Yes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. It got a little, you know. And I guess it it gets there. Can I elaborate a little bit about that? Um, Yeah. So... I'm thinking out like why? Wow, why would I want it to be darker? I think because like, all right, this is really lame, but you know, I'm a youth minister, so I, it's for the children, right? I'm thinking about the children, <laughs> and I don't want people to read this book and be like, I can relate with this guy, I can be like him, Bane. and so oh, he's man. almost too relatable because he's. I he's also have been daddy through... issues. I should. Yeah, kill exactly. People. Right? No, you don't want exactly. That. No, Rick, don't go from here to there. Rick. I'm so glad you brought that up because during my read of this book in my current life, you know how every time you read a book or watch a movie, you relate it to your current self. 
yeah maybe totally. some of your past i i saw like the whole development of bane and i was like oh my gosh like we have a lot of the same traits but then there's a clear like chaotic good chaotic evil right <laughs> i guess mm-hmm. i'm chaotic good i don't know yeah. But there's there's a there's a, a a clear delineation. I'm like, oh yeah, I would not I would not kill those kids. You know, right. I, that's <laughs> yes, that's good. You that's good. Line. I, yeah, yeah. it's relatable. Like you're like, okay, I can see how a person would make these choices, yeah. and then he crosses the line, and you're like, that's okay, true. well that's that's where it that's ends. a sin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just a lot yeah. more, I guess. Like, um, I don't know, like not fame or power, but like the passion side, you know, mm. uh, whether it's sexual things or, um, I don't know, just power hungry. He's just violent. That's all I get from him is just violent. And so they don't really get to the evil is portrayed in like a, almost a positive light where I just, you know, have some reservations with that. It but is. Anyway, that's just me right. being a, a prude. Along those lines, let me ask, when do you think he truly mm. becomes Darth Bane? Whew. When is the point? when he crosses that line. Because there were a few different points in the book where I was like, that's the moment he really became Darth Bane. Mm. And then we get to the next thing, and I'm like, no, no, no. That's the moment huh. when he really became mm. Darth Bane. When do you think it is? When it was, was was it when he killed his father with the Force? No. Or was it uh, when he smashed that guy's face in, who was dying on Rusan? Do you know, that? that's a good question. I feel like he became Darth Bane when he felt the Brotherhood betray him. If they had not betrayed him and if they had, had in, kept him involved and not just, like, ostracized him. Because in, in any culture around the world, being ostracized from your group is, like, the worst form of punishment all over the place. It doesn't matter where you're from. Mm-hmm. It's, like, the worst thing you sure. could do. And I feel like that moment where they were like, he was like, fine, go out there and look for your stuff. You're not going to find anything. And just being abandoned like that really pissed him off. And I think if they let him just kind of do his thing it might have been a little different but maybe not he was still going down down a, a, an intense path there so yeah i mean he literally goes yeah. into the wilderness yeah <laughs> isn't that usually when a character finds themselves <laughs> like that's a it's pretty clear illustration i think i agree hmm. i agree with freddie on that hmm. yeah kind of like in uh, the office when dwight says that he was shunned for <laughs> a year for peeling a beat the wrong way is that the thing i don't remember <laughs> Oh, Dwightisms. Dwight and yeah. Bane. It's, it's exactly the same yeah, thing, yeah. right? It's the same. same. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Goodness. <laughs> now, I also thought maybe it was when he killed Cordis. Yeah. And said, uh, and I think that that duel between him and Cordis yeah. is one of yeah, the best, best scenes in all of Legends. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the coolest lightsaber battles. Yeah ever written well and the way he justifies it too is so great he's like well if he was supposed to be on my side he wouldn't have died (laughs) yeah yeah that is true that is where he kind of starts making cutthroat decisions about like people's lives no longer matter it's only the mission of restoring the sith to glory Hmm. but i will ask the question though was the dark side influencing him to become the Darth Bane, like that Darth title, mm. was that really his destiny and he had no control over it? Mm. No, he definitely you know, made conscious yeah, yeah, this choices. Is, this is the question. <laughs> he definitely this did, is, this is, but I don't know. This is the question that Rick asked earlier that I thought, like, that one's really worth mm-hmm. discussing. Does the dark side shape Bane's fate? There's a few points like this in Legends where there's there's kind of like, it's implied that the dark side created a character's, mm-hmm. you know, evil path. You know, like uh, when, when Plagueis goes to visit, um, goes to visit Tatooine. You know, it's implied. No, it's it's when when Plagueis is doing some experiment with 
with uh, midichlorians. And it basically wills for Anakin to be born, right? Um, it's implied. We'll have to reread it. In Darth Plagueis, isn't it implied, Freddie? We read this one together. Yeah. That, uh, that Plagueis creates Palpatine it, with the Force. It is, because they're... No, it creates Anakin. Yeah, it creates Anakin, it's or Anakin. at least something, right? It, they're, they're just playing around with, with creating something from midichlorians. And I, I can't remember exactly how it happens, but it is implied, but it, they don't really specify it exactly, right? It's, and then the light side creates a hero, counter, right? It creates yeah. the 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 one who was prophesied to destroy the Sith in response. Yeah, we're totally butchering this, but you get the point. You get the point. But what about for Bane? What about for Bane? Was he destined to become you know, the one this is where, to save the Sith? This is where I see... I, I, it's funny because I feel like the Sith are literally the product of bad mental health. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Like, not even trying to joke. A good therapist so. on yeah. side. But like, yeah. if there was a therapist and a good and, school counselor, and Bane, you know, had a had a a different, you know, yes, he could have had the troublesome background, but but if he had the therapy to get him through that and understand the other stuff and mm. possibly get him away from that, he might have been the best Jedi ever, mm-hmm. right? And so this is where I think it's really his personality, and and he's 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 a martial artist. Come on, guys! Like I, I read those those martial arts scenes if, as if it was me, mm-hmm. you know, trying to perfect the moves, being in the dojo like hundreds of hours just trying to get it. And did you like the part where he has to like learn the form as opposed to oh, just learning totally. his opponent's weaknesses? Totally. It, like you've got to master the form. So good, so good. I love that whole thing. I bet you did. But but also like his his personality is like like I'm not going to be okay at this i'm gonna be the best and i think the force is also like part of that right he's he's gonna be the best at whatever it is and he's just gonna take the path that he's gonna take whatever path that is right and and, and he's shaping it around himself that's how that's how you know he creates waves it's not the other way around mm-hmm. so yeah it's a good it's a good one that's, we could talk it's about a, this all it's night an interesting one. <laughs> yeah. i'm not sure i've got a perfect answer yeah uh, there's a few points in the book where it seems like the dark side is steering him um, it's a good a good thought uh, uh, experiment there, Rick. Do you have a do you have an opinion one way or the other? Since it's your question, um, I mean I've been kind of chewing on it, but both both and you know I think that the the dark side um, opened a lot of things, a lot of possibilities. But yeah, Freddie, like you said, he definitely made well both everyone said that he's made a lot of choices, you know. So his choices got him there, and there definitely were some defining moments. Um, so I don't think he was trapped in that that track, you know. But I think that the um, uh, the track was kind of already beaten for him, you know, plowed ahead of time, so he could just follow it pretty easily. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna bring one more thing up, Rick. What do you think about this? So, so putting the whole force into the, into perspective, right? It has to balance itself out. The Jedi are fairly strong, and the Sith are getting weaker. Mm, so mm-hmm. there needs to be something more on on the darker side of everything, right? If we look at it mm. in that aspect. So, it's yeah. a toss-up. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Even though, even Gosh. though he pretty much wipes out the Sith Order, um, but he makes it stronger in the process. So yeah, it's still kind of a man. That's that's good. Gray Jedi solve every issue. Yeah, <laughs> well, Bane, let's, Bane is let's a just Jedi. meet in the middle. <laughs> well, there was a great quote. I have to find it and see if I could post it in the Discord or bring it up for next week. That. Um, that the, the lines between dark and light were being blurred mm-hmm. in the war on Rusan. Oh, yeah. Where the Jedi oh, yeah. were becoming, there was a very little difference between the Jedi and the Sith. Mm-hmm. The Jedi were becoming darker and the Sith were, Master Hoth. you know, not, not really all that evil. Yeah. Not sure. 
Man, I thought that was one of the better quotes in the book. Well, we are out of time. Uh, we have so much more to discuss as it concerns um, the you know other characters in the book. We'll talk a little bit next week about Githany, Khan, um, even Hoff, as Freddie has just mentioned there. But before we do, uh, that'll be it for tonight. I do want to give you a heads up that after this, we will be doing the Boba Fett uh, Blood Ties omnibus in December. But then, hey, if you're wanting some more Darth Bane in your life, we will be doing... Um, Darth Bane, book two, in the spring. Uh, what is this one called? Rule of Two. That's helpful that book two is called Rule of Two. Easy to remember. We're doing that one in the springtime. Next week, we'll be doing part two on this roundtable, so stay tuned for more for us next week. Thank you for joining us here on Legends Look Back. We want to thank our incredible patrons for your amazing support. What's awesome is we even have a couple of new ones up on the roster this week. A special thank you to Cheryl Bell, Patrick Ortiz, Carl Sander, OK Indar, and J.G. Kars on our Jedi High Council, as well as Elizabeth Cloutier, Jason Mitchell, Sally and Chris Eilerson, Freddie C., Earl Q., Tyler Latour, and Matt Billington on our Alliance High Command. Thank you for your amazing support. It's fun to have some more ones uh, to read there, isn't it, Freddie? It, it always is. It's, it always is, for sure. Remember, everybody, to sub to this channel if you're watching on YouTube and leave us a review. If you're listening on audio, leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform of choice. We could use a few of those, and they go a long way to help more people find the show. If you'd like your thoughts read on the show, you can email us at legendslookbackutini.com. You can send us a message in the Legends Look Back Discord channel. You can leave a comment on this episode on YouTube, or you can find us on Twitter. The main account is at Legends Look Back. I'm at Jared Q. Mays. Freddie. At Wake Up Freddy. Hey, Rick underscore Grace. I forgot my thing. <laughs> and and Emily at Darth Daybeck. If you're looking to buy some of these books, such as Darth Bane: Path of Destruction, or if you're going to want to get a head start on uh, book two for the springtime, you can go on over on over to utini.com, click the Amazon link in the profile, or if you've read this and want to let us know what you think, you can leave us a review there as well. Remember, everybody, keep the Utini fan code and be a force for positivity in the fandom. May the force be with you. This is a Utini Broadcast.